Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate rental properties so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, cash reserves for your real estate investing is a very, very important thing. In fact, you must have this in your real estate investing business. If you don't have good cash reserves, you are potentially setting yourself up for some major problems. Now, as we're talking about investing in real estate, we know that we are gonna have things that come up that are gonna actually cost us money. If a roof goes out or a furnace or you have a water leak or something, you know you're gonna have, have these expenses what you wanna do is you're gonna be accounting for these way before they even come up, and that's the major goal about having a cash reserve. So let's talk about what is a cash reserve. Cash reserve is basically you setting aside money, setting aside money in cash or liquid, basically you can get to it within a couple hours to pay for expenses. It's a bulk amount of money that you set aside and you hold that for your future expenses. As we are buying our rental properties, what we do is we buy a rental property that makes us $250 or more in passive income. But what we also do is we account for future expenses. Now a future expense, like I said, could be a roof that goes out, could be a furnace or something like that, that we know could eventually happen. We know that furnaces will eventually go out. We know that a roof will eventually have a leak. So we need to prepare for that in advance. See now what you might do is think, well, let me just use my income that I make from the properties to pay for those expenses. That's not what we wanna do. Now, I quit my job when I was 37 years old because I bought 30 plus properties and they were all rental properties making me money every single month, a minimum of $250 for every single property. But what I do is I feed my family from the profits that those properties make me. If I don't make money in passive income every single month, I can't feed my family. I can't put a roof over our head. I cannot make sure that we actually have beds to sleep in and cars and all that sort of stuff. That's how we make our money. I don't have a regular job. Now, what you might think is, let me just dip into my passive income. We don't wanna do that. Now, what I teach at Master Passive Income is how to actually build the business first, and part of that is accounting for cash reserves. Now, you might be thinking, well, how do I actually get cash reserves? How do I make sure that I have enough cash reserves? Where do I keep the cash reserves and all that good stuff? I will definitely walk you through all that. Now, first, when you think about what is cash reserve, number one, it's money set aside every single month that you put aside in a savings account or bank account earning you interest, and that's where I put all my money, where I'm actually making more money from the money that's just sitting there. But every single month, here's my big pro tip. I suggest, and I tell all my students to put aside 10% of the rents every single month for your capital expenses, which would be like a roof going out, a furnace or something like that. On top of that, that 10% is also going towards any repairs. Let's say you have a toilet that's leaking and you gotta replace a toilet. Well, that's just a regular repair. That's not necessarily a capital expense. A capital expense would be, it's roundabout way, easy way of saying it, it's a big expense, like a roof, something that's attached. And anyways, long story short, you wanna set aside 10% every single month for 
future expenses. Now, let me show you how that's going to work. You're going to have $1,000 in rent. Let's just say that as an example. You're going to set aside 10% of that, which would be $100. 10% of $1,000 is $100 a month. You account for that before you even buy the property, before you even make sure that you have passive income and all that sort of stuff. That's part of your expenses. Then you take that $100 and you put it into a savings account. I actually put my, and I actually have a link in the description, go to CIT, actually it's masterpassiveincome.com forward slash CIT. That's a bank that I literally keep my money in. They get as high as like two and a half percent return on a savings account. Right now, I believe it's a little lower, but I think just two or three months ago, it was like two and a half percent. That's a lot of money that's being saved. So what I do is I take 10% every single month from a property that my very first property I bought, take 10% aside, set that aside. Now, you might be thinking, well, how much should I actually have for the cash reserves per property? Like my very first property, how much should I have to be safe? My suggestion, what I teach all my students is you should have one month's rent at minimum or work your way to one month's rent. Now, when you buy the property, you're gonna do a little bit of rehab, you're gonna fix it up. You're hopefully gonna have a lot of things buttoned up. Like you're not gonna have big expenses right away, at least we hope. Now, what we're doing is every single month, we're taking away 10% aside, putting out a savings account. And if you're renting the property for $1,000 a month, you wanna to get to $1,000. Well, just after 10 months, you have $1,000, 10 times 100 is $1,000. You have one month saved up for a, you know, a problem, for the roof going out or something like that, or you need to patch something or replace your furnace or your water heater. Well, that's $1,000 saved up in 10 months. So that's the minimum. I want you to get to that. What I personally think and what I teach is that you wanna have a maximum of two months. Well, you can obviously you can always have more. We'll get to that in just a minute. But what I personally say, with your first, second, third property, you wanna have a maximum or shoot to get to, that's not a maximum, shoot to get to two times the amount of rent that you bring in. So if you have one property and that's renting for $1,000, the minimum is 1,000, you wanna at least get to $2,000. That's like where you wanna to get to, where you feel like you have a good rain on everything. Because remember, you are still making $250 on every single property in passive income every single month. That's $3,000 a year. So just imagine this, if worst case scenario, you have a roof go out, it's gonna cost 3,000, maybe $4,000 to fix, you have $3,000 in passive income. That goes to feed your family, which is great. But if you have an even bad time and you have to dip into that, that's $3,000. But if you have the property for an entire year, you saved up another $1,200 for your expenses, that's $4,200 for a problem on a property. You're padding yourself so much. And that's a big pro tip is, with this, we're gonna be padding our expenses. We're gonna be padding and basically insuring ourselves for future expenses. So let me give you an example of how this might actually play out. Now, I have a rental property, and you see these pictures right here? These pictures are from a roof on one of my properties. Now, as you can see, the chimney has a little bit of a crack around it. There's a little bit of an issue in the actual wood itself, as well as the bricks. And as you're looking at these pictures, you're realizing that there are some issues here. And as I was looking at these pictures before everything was already torn apart, I didn't know what the extent of the damage was. I was hoping they'd be able to pull off a couple pieces of the bricks and fix that and maybe patch the roof, maybe be two or $300, maybe four or $500 at the most. Well, it turns out there was more damage than I thought. Now, what I did was as they were going through it, they called me on the phone and said, hey, 
Mr. Dustin, there's more problems here. This is what we're really gonna have to do. It turns out, and you could see these pictures, there was actually a hole inside of the roof. There's literally a hole. They were actually having to fix that as well, which I'm glad we're fixing this. Like I'm, I'm not upset about paying the money because it needs to be fixed, but I'm protected myself. And so what I did was I was saving aside every single month for an expense like this. Remember, I was hoping to spend two or $300, at most 500. And if I did not have $2,000 saved up for this one property, I'd be dipping it in my passive income. Remember, that's how I feed my family. I don't want that. So your cash reserves are gonna be there for you when you have problems like this so that you don't have to dip into the money that you actually you use to pay your mortgage and feed your family. And the original job was 17, I thought it was gonna be two or $300. Then it was gonna be $1,700. Then after all of this, I found out that there was even more extension damage. It cost me a total of $4,000 for this entire roof because I had to replace the entire roof. There was already three layers of shingles on it. The roof, the wood behind it was actually soggy, or not soggy, but like breaking apart, it was old. So this was a $4,000 hit in one month. My goodness, now this doesn't happen to every, pro I have 30 plus properties, this has really only happened one time. I'm literally telling you about this one time, so don't let this scare you away from real estate. But what happened was I actually saved money. I made sure that I had enough money. And so I wouldn't say, I think I owned this for like five years. I wanna say I had at least $5,000 saved up for my expenses. Well, this took the reserves and it paid with my reserves. Now, the great thing about real estate is you're not gonna have every single roof go out all at once or every single water heater go out at once, which I'll get into in just a second. How much should you have if you have multiple properties? Now, if you have one property, my suggestion is to get to two times the amount of that one property's rent. If it's $1,000 a month, try to get to $2,000 saved up. Now, more is obviously better, but once you get to $2,000, you should be okay for a lot of problems that come up. And the biggest reason why we have this is so that we, the reserve account is that we do not have to go into debt, get a credit card debt or pull equity out or something like that. We wanna protect ourselves. It's basically any single business, they're gonna have cash reserves to pay for expenses that come up. This is the same exact thing. We have our business, we wanna make sure that that's taken care of. And let me explain to you other reasons why you may need a cash reserve account. Number one, you might need operating expenses. You may need to have money that flows in and out. You need to have money to make sure that you can run your business, that you're not gonna go out of business because once you run out of cash, it's gonna be very, very rough on you. Another one, like I just said, is emergency fund. If anything bad happens, you're able to pay for that. Also, another one, vacancies. When you are not having your property rented, you're not making money, you may have a mortgage that you need to pay. Well, that's gonna be dipping into your reserve account as well. Now, not necessarily, I would not suggest doing that where you're dipping your reserve account and you have another account for um, other things. This is mainly for expenses, but you also may need to use that for your vacancies, which is a bummer, but you're gonna to have to do that as well. Also, random expenses that are just everyday expenses that could come up, like your toilet leaking, a faucet or something like that. We are saving for random random expenses that are gonna come up to repair the house. Also, if you have unexpected expenses, things that you never saw coming, like all of a sudden there were bees in the attic and you gotta get rid of the bees, do a bee abatement and have a pest inspector come in and actually get rid of the, get rid of the bees, 
If you have to pay for that out of your pocket, then that's dipping into your passive income. We don't want that. This is gonna be used for unexpected expenses as well. And if you have any property upgrades that you may need to do, property upgrades, it could be, okay, the screens are falling off from the windows, you know, the window screens, we gotta replace those, like just property upgrades that you need to do. And another great one is avoid borrowing money. Avoid paying interest, avoid paying a bank any money because it's you already have your money saved up. A bank saved up money and you borrow from them, you're gonna pay them interest. We wanna use our own money that's set aside for this. And another great thing is you save this money. If you are smart and you put it in the CIT bank account, like I have, remember, check the description, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash CIT. It'll let them know that you're connected with me and put it inside there and you're gonna be having a great return on your money. It's not gonna just be sitting in underneath your mattress and not making you money. It's actually gonna be in a good bank account that's actually gonna be making you money. So you wanna make sure you put it in a place that's gonna continually make you money and interest. Now, how do you manage your reserves if you have more than one property? Here is what I suggest and what I tell all my students and how I show them to build up their cash reserves to protect themselves. Now, once you get to 30 plus properties, you don't need, actually even before that, but you don't need two times every single property. Let's say you had 30 properties making you $1,000 a month. Well, that'd be $30,000 saved at one month of the total for all of them. That'd be $60,000 saved for all the properties as a cash reserve. My opinion, you do not need $60,000 for all 30 plus properties. Catch this, this is pretty amazing. I have not written a check for any of my properties repairs or updates or rehabs or roof repairs. I have literally not written a check out of my cash reserves in literally like, like eight years, seven or eight years. And the reason why is because I make so much money in passive income that if there's any expenses, like a, a furnace goes out or water heater goes out or whatever, those that money that I make from my properties in passive income, it goes and actually pays for those repairs. So I'm still making money in passive income, but all that money gets funneled and my property managers, while they do is they say, okay, you made profit here, you had an, an expense here, let's just bring this over here and it's taken care of. Now, I still have my cash reserves ready, but if you're getting up to five properties, if you have one to five properties, my suggestion that I tell all my students, you wanna have one month's rent from one to five properties up to two months rent. So if you have five properties making $1,000 a month, I personally believe you should have $10,000. That's a good safe spot. Two months rent at $1,000 for five properties is $10,000. Once you work your way up to $10,000, you're gonna have a good buffer. Now what's gonna happen is as you spend that money, you're gonna have $10,000, it's gonna get spent a little bit, but then you replenish it, it builds back up. Then you spend a little bit, then it replenishes it and gets back up. So anytime it goes down, it dips, you want to replenish it by putting your money back into it and get that money. Now here's a great thing. As you are actually building your business, you're saving that money, setting aside, setting aside, setting aside all those capital reserves. What is fantastic about the cash reserves is as soon as you have, let's say $10,000 saved up, you don't need to keep putting money in there. You just pocket that money. That's now your money to, to invest in or buy something that you need to, whatever it might be. I personally suggest keep saving it to buy more properties but you do not have to keep putting that $100 or that 10% aside every single month. Once you get to that certain dollar amount, just stop. And then that is money, just extra money in your pocket. Now, I don't even have a cash reserve um, a, a amount pulling out. I don't have 10% because I already have my, my plenty of money saved up for all my properties, but I do not need to account for that 10% every single month because I have so much money saved up. My properties pay for all the expenses and the repairs I just am taken care of because all the passive income that comes in. Now, once you get one property, that's a certain amount. 
Once you get to five properties, I suggest, like I said again, two months for every single, two months of the rent for every single property that you have. Now, once you get above that, then you have a full-fledged business. Once you get to six to 15 properties, this is a business. This is no longer like a side hobby. Once you have six units or more, it's a business. You need to view your business as a business. It's no longer just I have one or two properties. You have a business now. Now you're gonna treat it like that. Once you have $10,000 saved up, in my opinion, as I've seen, if we're making $250 in passive income every single month, we have $10,000 saved up, that seems like it's a good amount of money for us in our business to weather many, many storms. Now, I would strongly suggest getting up to maybe $15,000 or $20,000. I would say, and this is for me, once I get above 15 units, once you have $20,000 and you're above 15 units, $20,000 is a great amount reserved or saved for a reserved cash amount. The reason why is because $20,000 goes a long way for every single property, and on top of that, not every single property is gonna have its roof go out all at one time. Like not five properties having roof go out at one time. Now, if you did, that would be just horrible. You know, I, I, I pray that doesn't happen to you. It's literally never happened to me. In fact, never happened to my students. I've never seen that. Most I've ever seen is one go out. So here's what I'm thinking. $20,000 is the max that I personally suggest and I actually hold on to as a cash reserves. Now, all that rest of the money that I'm saving continually, 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 I actually use that and save that too, but I put that into more properties. That's the money that I save for investing in more properties. Now, I must talk about personal cash reserves. Personal cash reserves would be for you and your family. If you have a job, then, and you're investing, you have a job and you're investing, you're having money coming in in both ways. You're from your job, you're just over broke job, and from your investment properties, which is great. When you get to the point where you're gonna quit your job, see, I quit my job at 37 years old, and I love not working for somebody else, I work for myself, but I also needed to have a reserve account, a personal reserve account, basically an emergency fund. Now, what I do, is I coach people how to invest in real estate. And I wanna show you exactly how to invest in real estate. I want you to get my free real estate investing course. Check in the description. If you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, all one word, free course, I will literally send you my free real estate investing course, teaching you all this, plus how to fund the properties, how to find the properties, how to find a good area of the country to invest, how to make it an automatic business, how to scale it to, grow, to actually quit your job, I'll show you how to do all that, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Now, as I'm showing you how to actually quit your job, once you're there, you realize I need an emergency fund for my life as well. That's a little bigger than the normal one if you have a just overbroke job. And the reason why is because you're depending on that. And I actually hit it on first, like firsthand basis. I actually got into a little bit of a pickle because I did not have a good amount of emergency funds saved up. And the, what happened was we had an expense in our real life and we had a bunch of expenses on our properties. I bought a bunch of properties that were rehabbing those. We had an eviction, eviction or two or something like that. And so a lot of money was going out of our pocket in business and in real life. And if we did not have an emergency fund, we would have to dip into our credit cards or go into debt or sadly, you know, have big issues if we weren't able to pay that. But because we had an emergency fund and cash reserves for the business as well as personal life, 
we were able to pay everything and be totally fine and then build back our cash reserves with every single month after that. Now, what I also do is I also coach people one-on-one. -on -one. Like I literally show them how to build the business, how to find the right area to invest in, how to find the right properties, negotiate, all that sort of stuff, and how to make sure you're making $250 a month. But what I also do is I have an application process that they have to go through. One of the minimum criteria is they have to have an emergency fund. I will not take them on as a coaching student if they don't have an emergency fund because they should not start investing. My opinion, you should have money for investing and in money for your emergency fund for your family because if you can't pay your mortgage or your rent, that, that that's, you know, finding a rental property is the least of your worries or the least things you should do. You need to take care of yourself first. So that's what we need to do is get an emergency fund for both our business and our life. And so as we're thinking about an emergency fund and cash reserves and making sure that we're protected for future expenses, what we wanna do is we wanted to calculate our own risk tolerance as well. Now, I have a little bit more risk tolerance, like I, I can tolerate risk a little more than most people, and if you're listening to this, more than likely you're similar, maybe not as much as me, but you are similar where you can tolerate risk. Now, if you can't tolerate risk, then you may need to have more of a security blanket or more cash reserves saved up or more of an emergency fund saved up. If you have a little more stronger of a risk tolerance, then you can probably play with that. Now, what you know, how much money you actually have in your cash reserve. Now, what I actually do is, and as I was growing my business, I would dip into my cash reserves heavily to buy that next property. I'm like, oh, let's just do it. It's a great deal. I'm finding so many great deals. Let's buy this property. It's going to make us money to make back up in the cash reserves. I was super blessed to not have any issues with my uh, cash reserves all throughout. And the big thing was the reason why I had so much passive income coming in. Now, I still had my job. I still had my J-O-B, so I was feeding my family with that, so I could be a little more liberal or a little more um, aggressive in my investing, dipping in my cash reserves and utilizing my investment money to buy the next property. I kept building it up and then spending it, building up and then spending it, and I was still blessed throughout all that. Now, I absolutely want to get you investing in real estate rental properties. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777, rental to 33777. I wanna get you that. I will literally send you that free course myself, show you how to fund the properties, find properties, build the business, make sure you can quit your job, make it all automatic, I'll do that for you. So you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you guys next time.